to say yes sir and then the bible goes on to say eh eh if you are obedient you are calling the bible ala ba shake bredo sokolo hey hallelujah ah no let's do this thing give me first peter chapter 3 i feel the anointing to teach this thing if the light goes on it's not enough it's not enough for the light to go on the bible says the light shines No, my life will not just go on. It's not enough that you cleared. You have to be excellent. Your life, no, 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 it's, it's not enough that you feel before. And he has put all things under his side, under his side. preservation uh hebrews chapter number 1 verse 3 let's turn our bibles to the book of hebrews chapter 1 verse 3 talking about jesus it says who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person jesus is the brightness of his glory when you see a ray of light it's an expression of a light that is already there So Jesus is like God's ray of light. He is God expressing himself. And then it's the express image of his person. Now by image we mean the side of God that we can interact with an image not as in a mirror image but the side of God that is reflectant of him and is made manifest and when we see him we have seen the father now it's it goes on to say and upholding all things by the word of his power give it to me in the amplified classic he is a soul meaning there's no other one he is the soul expression of the glory of god the light being the outring or radiance of the divine he is the perfect imprint and very image of god's nature upholding and maintaining and guiding this is the part i want you to listen to are you here upholding and maintaining and guiding and propelling the universe by his mighty word of power the niv says sustaining all things by his powerful words give it to me in the kjv or nkjv it says the word of his power i was i kept wondering why it doesn't say the power of his word now it could have been a play of words but there is also something we can see there upholding all things by the word of his power not by the power of his word the word of his power that is to me that his power is his word only okay you go look at it when you go home <laughs> upholding all things by the word which is his power by the word of his power so his power is his word that's also another way of looking at it in proverbs chapter 18 verse 21 we are told death and life are in the power proverbs chapter 18 verse 20 begins by saying a man's belly shall be filled with the fruit of his lips so making money in life and eating is not just a function of strategy and hard work it's a strategy of also confessions it's a strategy of words already we've been told in the book of hebrews chapter 1 that he upholds all things by the word of his power and when we have his word on our tongue it means we've got access to the things that is got access to so it says death and life then in 21 it says death and life are in the 
power. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. See, where I grew up, the idea of being blessed by parents was so huge. They have to lay hands on you. And how were they blessing the way that God did it? The Bible says, God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. That means the blessing was wrapped up in his word. His word was pregnant with his blessings. This is why words are not cheap things. The Bible also tells us in the, in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 that by faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. You know? So we see it is, it is very fundamental to the Christian faith that you understand the purpose and power of words. That's what the Bible also says in Matthew chapter 12 verse 36 that people will give 36 or 24, 36, that people will give an account of every careless word that comes out of their mouth on judgment. So you said something very careless that could have injured someone or damaged your own destiny and you moved on from that word. It's been two years, but eternity never moved on from the word. Because the way we look at time is not the way that eternity looks at it. Time is a preset interruption in eternity. It's a preset interruption in eternity. So it can be seen. Your future is here. Your past is here. So everything is there. So what you create in that interrupted phase of eternity can remain. This is why, you know, sometimes you have to look back and say, was I saying the right things? Lord, I didn't say the right thing there. I cancel. <laughs> I cancel. Because those words can remain in the realm of eternity. Are we together? Now, this is the word of God that can preserve. Because the Bible is saying, upholding, sustaining, maintaining all things by the word of his power. So the the, 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 the word can sustain. Give me First Peter chapter 1, verse 5. Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation. So the power of God unto our preservation is made available through our faith. So the fact that the word of God is there, which can preserve, which is living and active, does not automatically mean that it preserves us. It is equally dependent on our faith. And there are two dimensions of faith. First, let me explain a little bit about, let me teach you the word of God a bit. The idea of the word of God in the Christian faith is a complex one because it relates to a person, but then it also relates to a system of thought, feelings, ideas, motives, purposes that are born from the heart of God and are expressed in a person called Jesus. So Jesus is like the thoughts of God, the feelings of God, the voice of God, the nature of God, then you remove all those and you put them in a human being. So that's Jesus. That's why he said, if you look at me, you'd have seen the Father. And he would say things like, the Father and I are one. So if you want to understand Jesus, you have to think like this. You have to think, you come. We are totally two different human beings. <laughs> we are all human, but we are different human beings. So you, you know me, you know, ah, that's senior pastor, ah, the man of God. But imagine you never knew her. Then somehow, I created her, whether by AI or science, <laughs> I create her. Then I have taken my DNA, I have implanted it in her, she thinks like me. She may not sound like me, but when you pay attention, she will, you will keep thinking. There's something, Pastor Daniel, about this girl. She has his jokes. <clears throat> she has his beliefs. She expresses herself like him. And it's not just like a clone. Even the power of it is accompanying it. So it means... so. Let's say, I don't want to come here. Then I put all those things in hand. I send her to go to the house of the faith church. 
Imagine you are thinking, oh, Pastor Daniel has gone to, uh, to, to America. He's not come back. But then somehow, the more you listen to her, you, the more you're like, yeah. But obviously, there are those like critical people who are just like, uh, from where? We know her, this one. See, you can take a seat. So that's Jesus. Jesus is the embodiment of the divine. The Bible says, the Bible says, it pleased God that the fullness of deity should dwell in him in bodily form. So Jesus is the body of God. And we are the body of Christ. That's why the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, chapter 5, verse 30, we are of his flesh, of his bone, and of his blood. That's the oneness he has brought to us. Isn't that beautiful? Praise the Lord. So, he, so the, now, there are two dimensions of the word of God, right? For example, when the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12, for the word of God is living and active and sharper than any double-edged sword and the dividing lie of the spirit and the, the joint and the marrow and is the designer of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word, word there comes from a Greek word which means rhema, means the expressed spoken word. It means utterance, right? Or in Matthew 4 verse 4, when Jesus says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God, meaning the word which leaves his mouth, the word which is expressed. Or in Isaiah chapter 55 verse 8, when he begins to talk about how that the heavens and the earths are apart as his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways not our ways. And then it says, just as the, just as the, just as the snow leaves the heavens and they come to the earth and they do that which I sent, it, it waters the earth. So is the word that comes out of my mouth. It shall not fail in the thing for which I have sent it for. See? It shall not return unto me void, he says. That word, um, the Hebrew word, which when you read from the Greek test, from the Greek rendering of the Old Testament, is the still the word re- meaning the word which God speaks. The word which God speaks. So that's one dimension of the word of God. But another dimension of the word of God is called logos. In the beginning was the word. John chapter 1 verse 1. That word word is the word logos. Okay? John chapter 1 verse 14. And the word became flesh. The logos became flesh. Now, that word means the full counsel of God from his thoughts, his nature, his intents, his motives, his manner of expression, in personality, including the rema. The rema is part of the logos. Some people say that the word of God is the written word of God. That's part of it. And there is a dimension of the word of God, the logos of God, which is not written. It is a system. I don't want to call it a a software. But it is a system (laughs) of divine algorithms. It is a system. it's, It's God's nature. It includes God's governance, God's laws, his relation with different entities of existence, from things you have seen to things you have not seen. That's called the logos of God, the information of God. When this, this may be contra, controversial, but the written word cannot be the logos. It can form part of the Logos. Okay. So when you're reading the Bible, there's a part of the scriptures. There's a part of the scriptures where the Bible says, and Satan spoke. That's not the word of God. (laughs) Or that David slept with another man's wife. Or that the demons began to say. So when you are reading the scriptures, 
you are interacting with a hybrid of the interaction of the word of God with human experience. So, you have to divide. Because there are some things that when you read in the Bible, they are for you. Then some things, they are for Jews. They are just for you to learn how God related with them. Then some things, even though God related with the Jews in that way, the Spirit of God has to open your eyes for you to get your personal revelation from those things. Otherwise, on any day, you leave them alone. Because they had systems of hands. You don't touch a woman who's on, on her periods because when you do, you are clean and you have to stay out camp for seven days. So if your sister has beef with you, she should just come and say, hi. <laughs> and she say, oh, sorry, I did this against you. Let me just tell daddy. <laughs> then she'll go tell daddy. Daddy, can you imagine what I did? I'm so sorry. What did you do? I'm on my periods, but I touched my brother. But I'm sure if you just take him out for seven days, he'll be fine. <laughs> then you're taken outside the camp for seven days. Just so that your sister can teach you something quickly. That's how it used to be. But that's, that's not ours. Are you following me? That's not ours. There are some things that are ours. Things which are. That's the scriptures. That's why the Bible says the scripture is profitable for reproof, for correction, for doctrine, for preparing a man of God so that he is, is he's for things. You read some of the things, you understand where your faith came from and how it reached you here. This is why if you've not done discipleship class on sin and righteousness, for example, you will not understand some of the things that we believe in now. So, let me give you an example. So, who taught Peter that when he uses his shadow, people would get healed? Where did he read? Or where did Jesus read that if he spits in someone's eyes, the person will see? <laughs> That's why he took him in a corner somewhere. The Bible says he took him to there. Because <laughs> it was like, ah, when they see these people. And some of the things John said, ah, Okay, there are many things Jesus said, did, so right, they will fill up the books. Are you sure, John? Are you not just hiding? <laughs> because some things may have not been acceptable. I told you an example of how one day we were praying for this sister. So my spiritual father now says, go outside, because he needs to do other things. So we are praying for this sister. How is she not getting healed? Then I suddenly heard, hit her. Pain on the shoulder. I ignored it. Hit her. So I hit her. I was with Apostle Fred. I hit her. Boom. And everyone looked at me. Are you like drunk on air? <laughs> then the moment we were looking back at her, she was healed. So like for example, Smith, one day Smith Goldsworth had a situation where there was a woman who had a cancerous stomach. Right? And you know, they would bring people from the hospital. A lot of people from the hospital like that and things like that. So, now him, he was like generally a very rough minister of the gospel. You read about him. So he's praying for people, praying for people. And people are getting healed. People are getting healed. Then he finds, he reads, cancer of the stomach. Then he punches, boom. And then he continues, continues, like nothing happened. And then she drops down dead. And then the doctor begins following him. The police are coming for you. How dare you do this? Because they told the, they, they, they told the young doctor, go see what happens in that tent. And he saw. <laughs> so as the doctor was following him, trying to say, why are you so unreasonable? And he's trying to... Un the doctor just saw the lady standing up, jumping. I'm healed! I'm healed! I'm healed! And then... Guess what he says? Oh, well, go ahead. Praise the Lord. <laughs> he continues praying for people. Ken Hagen also gives us... Now, one of the most sound people I ever met was Kenneth Hagen. Just looking, look him up. He learned a great deal from him. A woman had 
a stomach that was not going down. Guy, if it was five breads or what, as he was praying for people, he reaches there and the Holy Spirit tells him to hit the stomach. And he hit the stomach. And in his story, he says the stomach just began to go in, like a balloon that is being discheated. That has only happened once in my entire ministry. I don't go around hitting people. It's not a doctrine. It's not a teaching. There are things in the Bible that make a teaching. Then there are some of the things that are just there. It is well. For example, when the Bible says, they that believe, they shall drink deadly things and they shall do them no harm. We can't say now we are going to have deadly, deadly poison Sunday. I think that scripture means if people plan to do something against you, even if you drink, it shall not harm you. Right? They shall pick up serpents, serpents shall do them no harm. Then you go on national television and you say, brethren, you have not seen power like this generation. Then you now go and pick the viper uh, so that the people can just believe. You will believe yourself. <laughs> so, you try by all means to let things that are once off be the way they are. But there are things that we practice. Now, those things which, they may not even be written. For example, who, where did I read in the Bible that you punch someone and then they are healed? Because what the Bible says is they shall lay hands. The Bible doesn't say they shall punch hands on the sick and the sick shall be healed. Where did I that information from. Where did information that his shadow maybe for poor touching handkerchiefs, you can say that Jesus you know, there are people who touch the hem of his garments. So you can say, maybe he just learned from there. That's why he got the technology. But the idea of the shadow, where did he get it from? So, faith comes by hearing and hearing by which way? So you see, many Christians limit the idea of the word. You read a lot of the Old Testament and it will say things like, and the word of God came to a person. And that word was just telling the person something that they've never heard before. For a virgin shall be with child. Blah, 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 blah. I had started a teaching on, on I think, faith. And I was saying, how about those who didn't have the Bible? Where did they base their faith? The, I'm now finishing it up. So, I wake up one morning and God speaks to me. And God says, in a, in a dream, he says, there are about five places that I have kept for you to use as venue for church. And the only venue I saw first was this one. So when I woke up, I didn't bother to check. Because I knew how much the building was. It's just a dream I had, but I knew how much the building was. So I'm like, oh, no. no. But the more we searched, the more we failed to find a venue. We found all the wrong ones that were right. For example, this one time they went, they found a nice venue. And they were so happy. But when they were going, I was telling them, this venue, I was praying this morning, and my spirit was doing like this. And just here in my heart, it was feeling like this. I, the more I prayed, the more it, the more I went, I pressed in. You Pentecostal say pressed in. The more I pressed in, the more I stretched, the more I did. <laughs> so now I said, no, 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 we are going to check. <laughs> so they went. I will not say who, but they said, no, daddy, we need to go. So they went to check. When they checked, they found a nice venue. But I said, this venue, isn't there someone who meets there? Then they discovered someone meets there who was just not paid. 
remove a fellow brother. I said, you people, are you saved? <laughs> so we began, we began to pray. I didn't have, you see, there are two dimensions of faith. So there are two kinds of faith. I'm explaining the second one. But in both kinds of faith, there are two dimensions, and I'll explain them. Although, you see, when the Bible says faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, we are trying to define which word. So the one which is written is straightforward, because you can look at the scripture and base your faith there. But then there is the unwritten word. And this is so important because this will change your life. So when I went to South Africa, I found a friend of mine who was renting a smaller building than this one and he was paying about 40000 per month. And when I looked at him, I was wondering where he was getting the money and he's been there for a long time. So God needed to just expose me a bit to people who are doing it. Because although he had given me a word, I had not developed my conviction in the word. So I'm saying there are two kinds of faith. There is faith which is based on the written word. Then there is faith which is based on the unwritten word, which is the communications of the spirit of God to you. That is the word of God for you. Those things can come as a result of a dream, a conversation, a prophetic word, sudden realization, a vision, an impression, an angelic visitation, your pastor talking to you. So there are those things you pick in between sentences which are very peculiar to you. You know that this is my word. Everyone could be hearing. All, all of us need to relate better. Pastor Flavian is hearing a book on relationships. He wrote a book on relationships, if bonds should last. And that came from a sentence which I was preaching. All of you are hearing a sermon. Dumisani is hearing a song. So, there are those things that when they are being taught to you, the Spirit of God is, is so fast that he can take one word and give you seven different words, which are very different from what I was saying. So, those are some of the ways through which the unwritten word of God comes. And you need to now conviction in those things as the word of God. Because the word of God delivered to you is now I'm explaining. So, you've understood the two kinds of faith, right? From the unwritten word and from the written word. Let me also tell you something that may sound controversial. The same spirit that was on Peter, Paul, and Matthew to write those scriptures. Because the Bible says prophecy is not of private interpretation. But scriptures were written as a holy men were moved on by the spirit of God, right? Now, the one they had is not different from the one you have. The holy spirit they had. The one in the Bible. Let's agree. Maybe you have a different one. Okay, if it's the, the one you have is upgraded, I don't know. This, these days they are upgrades. <laughs> the one they had. Is this the same one we believe we have? What he gave them. What he gave them was a foundation. But the foundation is normally different from the walls and the roof. Because the house keeps being built and it has chandeliers, it's got windows. And sometimes you notice that the more you build the house, the more beautiful it becomes. The foundation should not be cute. The foundation should be foundationing. It should be built, it should go deep in the ground, it should cover the area that must be covered and it must be proper. It must be able to cause the stand the test of time and that's what they offered but there are things that are still being built by the same spirit of God so you find someone will stand in front there and will tell you what happened to me when I was doing ABC and I was going through ABC 
when I was about to write my exam, I knew my CA was bad, but I remembered what pastor said, and I wrote on that word. And then you are thinking, my CA is not very exciting. So me and her are in the same shoes. That is God's word for you. Why? Because the same Holy Spirit which came upon and encouraged her to believe the word which was spoken by Pastor Daniel is the same Holy Spirit who is encouraging you, who is showing you to follow that example. And when you follow that example, God worked with that person example. It gives that person an authority as if their life becomes scriptural experience. It gives them some kind of their life gives them some kind of scriptural so that you can now say, I will take that as the word of God and apply it. Because if God did it for her, God can also did it for me. And that's how miracles are replicated. And the Bible says, let us follow those who through. So them, they had faith based on God's word. As we don't have God's word, we have their example. We follow their example as they followed God's word. They are an expression of God's word. So when we follow now, we are practicing faith based on someone else's life. So it is the word of God that came to me and said, you need to move to that building. And when I began to exercise my faith to believe it and take steps, we got the place. There's nowhere in the Bible where I read that you shall move to Indeko Hall. You will never find it. But God is not that unreasonable that he gives you a Bible and does not cause interpretation that are up to date. For our application. He's not unreasonable. So many of you had, had had the word of God come to you. You have felt the word of God come to you. Which now comes to the second dimension of faith that I want to talk to you about. The Bible says the word of God came to, to, to them just like it came to us. But it, uh, Hebrews chapter number 4. But it did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. Give me that scripture. Very interesting. I thought the word of God is a source of faith. Because the Bible is saying faith comes by hearing. And hearing by? So meaning when you hear, you have faith. But then these people, the Bible says, no, the word came. But it did not profit them because they didn't mix it with faith. I thought the coming of the word is the coming of faith. So we have a situation there. Look at that. Uh, Hebrews chapter 4. It says in, in verse 2. Indeed the word which is the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them not being mixed with faith. And yet Romans 10, 17 tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. So when the word of God comes to you to bring you faith, he's trying to suggest that there should already be a threshold of faith in you. Listen. So, two. Now, these are, I've taught you two kinds of faith. Now, two dimensions of faith. There is a faith which comes as a result of the word of God coming to you. Are you following me? You come. Go and stand on the, on the altar there next to the... Uh, yes. They are paddling on the boat. They are paddling. They've had a bad day. They almost died. There was such a storm on the sea. I don't know if storms are on the sea. And, you know, you get the point. And it's just been a bad day. Firstly, Jesus is not with them. He's away somewhere because John died. So he's just acting depressed. 
So he has gone to put himself somewhere in a bush. He doesn't want them. So he goes, he separates himself in the mountain, and then everybody's looking for them, and they say, let's go to the other side. And as they went to the other side, things started happening on the water. Things started happening. They almost died. They survived. Then suddenly they see a man with white on the water. And they thought that's a ghost. Then he shouts at them. He says, relax, it's me. Because Jesus comes back from the mountain from a funeral. And he's looking for his disciples. They were nowhere to be found. He checks. They are far away. He's just in like a small lantern on top of them. So he says, oh well, I'll just join them. <laughs> and he starts walking on, on the water. But these guys, they are already traumatized. <laughs> so when they see a man walking on water, <laughs> they say, ah, now we're about to die. Now God, are we not dead? Isn't this pirates of the Caribbean now? We are, <laughs> we are now seeing ghosts now. Are we not dead? So Jesus tells them now, relax. It's me. You're not dead. That's Jesus is telling them. He's walking on water. So Peter Bwamlangana. So now Peter says, if it's you, Lord, bid me come and I'll come. So already that tells you that the first dimension of faith was in seeing that Jesus could walk on water. That's the word of God there. And the word is saying you can walk on water. That's the word. The word is saying you can walk on those troubles. The word is saying you can make this money. The word is saying you can, you can fly outside this country and do amazing things. That's the word. That's the dream that you had. That dream is saying, you don't worry, you marry well. The dream is saying, don't worry, you, you, you do it, you'll be the first one. Hard seasons don't last. That's the word of You know you have a word. You know it's, I'm not the first person to fail this course, I'll clear it. You, that's the word. You have it there. That's the word. So when that word has come, it has come with its own faith because it's showing you possibilities and things that can happen. Now you have to mix it with your faith. Which one is the faith? The actions and the words which are born out of a conviction that that word is true. So what is your next level of faith now? You're mixing the word now with faith so that it profits you. You now step outside the boat and you look at the, the bones. It's working. <laughs> then you step out and then you take the first step. First step. And Thomas just can't believe it. And now you take the next step and you turn to the boys and you step on it and it's working. And you say, Toodles. You see, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. But you are seeing it with the eyes of your heart. It's there, you can't touch it. But the more you take steps, the more the possibility is born. So there's an initial faith there that is born out of the actions you are taking and the things that you are saying. As you are going there, as you are going there, suddenly, Satan now comes to test your faith. There's more wind. People now begin talking. You pray, you, you, the way you pray, but you have failed. <laughs> so, are you, would you say, I should also pray like you? There are all these things now happening. The way you preach these relationships. How come you are single? The way, you know, and there are all these things that are happening around you. The way you preach financial prosperity. How come you are on this bus together with me? We are, we are hanging out. <laughs> You've been preaching that, <laughs> that God is your, but then you are here. And Satan tells you, you, be real, behave, you're old. You got to behave. You were close, Rosemary, you were close. You were, what happened to you? Because although you received the word, you did not mix it with faith. 
You did not mix it with your personal conviction. So that faith without works, that's the one is being talked about. Believing that something will come to pass because God has said it already provides a faith. It inspires possibility in you. That's faith in itself because faith comes by hearing the word. But then there is a faith that has to be accompanied by that faith, which is the faith of your actions, your words, based on your conviction that what you have seen, what you dreamed, what was spoken is so true. Hallelujah. Okay, you can take your seat. So, that, that, that is the next dimension of faith. That's the word of God. So now, I didn't read it anywhere. Not read anywhere in the Bible where it says, Behold, stand, begin thou thee, a marketing company. You will never read anywhere where it says that. You need to know relate with the word of God for yourself. It's a very serious journey you need to take. You need to learn how to relate with the word of God for yourself. This is why even when it comes to dreams, you need to see because you wake up for example, there are some people who dream, they wake up, and then they realize in the dream, they were driving. As they were driving, it turned into a bicycle. <laughs> or like someone once told me, I dreamt I was at a wedding. It was a beautiful wedding. But just when I was, I was, they were about to say, you are now made man and wife, then suddenly everything crumbled. The police came. This, this came. There is, the word of God came to you. But the Bible says, the sower went to sow seed. And at night whilst men slept, the enemy went to sow tears in the same field. And then it says, and the workers said, should we go and remove the tears? Then the master says, no, don't. <clears throat> Let her wake up. No, but she's having a horror dream. Yes. Let it finish. <laughs> you have the dream until the bad one finishes. Then you wake up afterwards. And they've beaten you in the dream. Why didn't God wake you up? Because there was a part of it which was good. If God woke you up before you saw the good dream, or before you finish, you find some of you would have forgotten. The only thing that makes you remember is the bad part. Because you see, you people, you are so good at saying the bad things that happened to you. Oh, pastor, you won't believe what's happening in my family. Oh, you will now begin explaining. Madness, madness. My ex is even happier than me. Oh, Lord, my enemies. We have a situation. So, since God knows that you, when good things happen, you just say, oh, happily ever after, right? Then you, then you forget about the dream. But then when something showed up, because the enemy sees that you're about to have a very good dream, some of you, I don't know if the enemy has access to you, so he will come and make sure you ride the bicycle in the dream. You will ride it. You will ride. <laughs> and was, then you wake up. I cancel. I cancel. There's no scripture. I just cancel. I cancel. I cancel. Yeah, choir master. Orchestrator, choir master. Orchestra. I cancel. I cancel. I cancel. And now the problem is you focus on the bad part. Then the snake. Oh, Lord, the snake. So now, instead of saying, no, 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 there was a wedding. Let me pay attention to the wedding and decree and declare that is a chitika. Let me pay attention to the, because that's the word of God for you. The word of God is you must drive, you must clear. No, I had a dream that I had cleared. Then someone came to cancel. 
Then you, instead of saying, oh, thank God I cleared. The whole fast, you are counseling the counselor. Are you a counselor? <laughs> Goes to start rap career. Because my name is Kaira. So. Unga guleanyo ani muno. Usi zache dropping awenda no gula. So the only thing you are focusing on is Lord the snake. The snake. <laughs> Some of you don't know how to give thanks to good part of the dream. It's just the snake. So, you know, some of the people ask them, oh, they wake up, oh, blah, blah, blah. I saw a snake. I saw a snake. Ask them, tell me how did that? You will hear it. I was with pastor. He was teaching me on faith. Then a snake came. But they will hide all that. They will just say, huh, the snake. It's a, it's, you know, it's a work of the flesh. It's a work of the flesh to love things that cause you to be afraid. I don't know where this country is going. They encode me. They, people are big fans. Like a guy who was saying at Chintambe Kochi horror movies on a long time. Like a guy, he wants to sleep. Then he says, let me watch a horror movie so that I just fear. They even miss that feeling. Like someone was telling me, it's a work of the flesh. There are people who love to be who They just, oh, they enjoy it. Like someone was telling me, God saved. They told me, when they have a sad moment, go in their room and play Adele. And play all the sad songs by Brandy. And then they would play all those songs so that they can feel so sad. They would even buy wine just to feel sad. Mm, this line. That's why this generation prides in depression. I'm not, say, I'm not looking down on those that have been, are, are going through it because it's not their will. But then there are just those kids who everything is just trash, man. They're just sad. You see, it's your birthday. You want to write happy 28th birthday. No, he's 13. He looks 28 because he's just sad. All the songs they are listening to, the kind of conversations they are having, everything is just so black, bleak, and gloomy. Listen to me. You have to be responsible for your happiness. You are old. Behave. <laughs> you know, there are some people who even when they text you, it's not like, they will even say, it's not like I don't know. I know, but I don't understand. Sometimes the way just things fall upon me. I can't even begin by talking by, by my house. I don't even want to go there. When I go to my house, do you want to be happy? Yes, I want. Ah, then you know what you want. I lived with people who sometimes when they are talking to you, you'd wonder why you're alive. You, you, you don't know. <clears throat> it's just that I can't say because they could be watching me. <laughs> When I was doing Ziali, there's an anti-state, but not this one. The, the, the sad part, not this one. You know, they're also just people who, they, when they say things, then you overthink. So what they mean. There's my aunt, because, you know, I'd feel Ziali about twice. So, catch it out. I was going there. So when I was going to study, my aunt now tells me, <laughs> I 
Pupase. <laughs> In other words, this time don't fail. And then she's laughing. You know, like people who like they jab you, then they put laughing emojis like it's helpful. <laughs> she knows herself. Oh, you know yourselves. So, and I'm thinking, <laughs> wow, that was funny. So now I'm walking, and oh, I'm thinking of, hmm, she's not even a bad eh? <laughs> I'm thinking, then I went back home and I found she entered my room. She had swept it clean. You know that cleanliness where you are saying, okay, this one is next to godliness. I know I can clean, but not these levels. They've cleaned your room. It, it, it's, the message is clear. I mean, I just said to myself, as long as you've not been chased, Eat everything, sleep in the same bed. Because you won't manage. I start thinking so that there's no money in thinking a lot. You sit down, you start thinking. Then you come out with a five kwacha. There are no funds. Already I'm not, I don't have weight. Then I even remove the little I have. Ah, no, no. As long as I've not been chased, I will just love everyone, eat their food, and crack jokes. They will laugh, forget about it. If they don't, I'll just behave myself and study and work hard. I don't have time to be sad. I collected all the tumakatoons that made me laugh, and I'll just laugh, hear the word pray, sleep, and hope us. <laughs> what do I do? You, what can you do? And you see, let me tell you, sometimes you search in the spirit, you are looking for the demon, is not there. In a course, I No, let's discuss. Pentes, you have a problem sometimes. Sometimes the exam is hard. You've searched for the spirit from your mother's side. You find the angel is showing the report. No, you scattered the otters. <laughs> no. The only otters you did not scatter are the otters of laziness in your head. You just didn't understand the situation. You didn't understand the calculus. <laughs> Margaret Eskid. Okay. <laughs> In my course, I have exam sometimes. I think we need to release a song. <laughs> Brethren, in my course, I have sometimes. What you need is to start. Where I checked, there was no attack. The exam was just hard. I was just not understanding some things. You can even tell when you are studying. First, you bind, bind, you bind. Then now you start studying. <laughs> the problem is you are thinking what they told you. Man. Gen V, Gen vibes. They are giving negative vibes. Make positive ones. Are you so vibeless that the moment someone emits negative energy, you just take? They emit positive energy, you just take. Some of you need to stop saying, no, I don't want negative energy anymore. <laughs> you need to say, all those with negative energy come. I'll vibrate. you see the vibe I'll give you. <laughs> you may not be responsible for what people say. But you are responsible for what you allow those things to do to you. Instead of meditating on the word, you need, to, you, you need to be serious. You're meditating on what your ex said about you, which you're not even sure he said. But because a girl had a crush on him, said to you what he said. And you're meditating on it day and night. And you are sure to observe to do what she said. 
No one will make you happy. Exilda. You need to do it yourself. And the Bible says righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. I mean, look at this word. This person, cholera, this. Things are happening. The economy. You know, I was in shop right the other day. I was in shop right the other day and <laughs> there are these juices that my son loves. Uh, the series, the small ones with the castro. So I'll get for him. So I went to the aisle where those things were. So I found a gentleman. He was standing there. So I was waiting for him. So he looked, he checked, he looked down. He scratched his head, he looked down. Then he turned to me and said, ah, boy. <laughs> now, true story, I'm not exaggerating. He says, ah, boy. That Casmo series is 20 quarter. He said, ah. so he was trying to check that maybe they overlapped the price tag. So he was trying to check. I said, no. Hey, boy. But zone. He was so disappointed. I could tell. The disappointment was like lotion on his face. It was there. You could smear some off. It was just right there. I didn't have all the money in the world. I even took two. I hope when he's drinking that thing, my boy understands that. You know, sometimes I just feel for Jesus that when Christians are taking his blood in the places they are taking, they know what he went through. And the boy, mm -mm, mm -mm. that's economy for you. Jobs are hard to find, and you're so depressed over class. A business. <laughs> You need to start a business as well. Me, I regret you. Don't you regret not having started some of the things you are doing in third year? Because you were doing it. You could have done that. Third year. Maybe those who are in med school, they go through things. They need to focus on one thing. And maybe a bit of those who are in law school. Maybe. Because they go through things. You can't even do medicine on distance. So for them, all the best. But most of us, we can have something we, can, we are doing on the side. Praise God. I, because I, I also realize that although I'm not passing this exam, I can't go with my girlfriend for a movie and, and tell the people that ah, otherwise if I was working, I would have paid, but allow us. People... What you have gone through won't take you for a movie, sir. That's why I tell you men that love doesn't pay for the trolley. You go on the trolley with your wife, you things from ShopRite, as you are coming out, you are on the trolley, you just kiss. Then they say, oh, you two can pass. <laughs> sir, Love doesn't pay for the trolley. Eh, you need funding. Huh? Take a small sock like this for a baby. I'm told 50 kwacha. I'm telling my wife, come here. <laughs> In 500, you bought two socks and a romp and 
Okay. You know, when my son was just born, someone sent me a sticker of, you know, exaggerated prices for diapers. Then they put, wow, I find found the cheapest. <laughs> you have to make yourself happy. Because everything in this environment is insisting that you be sad. Everything is insisting. Even just the songs they are releasing. When you look at the secular world. I was telling you the other day that there was that guy who sang Virgin Power, Virgin Pride. And I was saying to myself, this guy is such a secular guy. How could he release such a song, Virgin Power, Virgin? How dare he? These secular people are secularing. But now, when I, you can't even give an example when you hear some songs that are being sung now. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Every time there's no joy, just know there's a spirit, not the Holy Spirit. There could be a spirit trying to inspire that depression. There could be a spirit trying to inspire that sadness. There could be a force trying to inspire that loneliness. Refuse to be sad. Find ways of being happy. Distract yourself, at least if you can't pray. Just refuse to be sad. Refuse. There's no money in being sad. Jesus even asked the question that being sad, you a hair head by being sad. Can you add? And then there are some of you who, I don't know why the Lord is emphasizing on this thing because I want to talk about the word. There are people who pride in what they've gone through. You can't get them from the experiences they've had. When they start telling you what happened to them when they were 15, you find, okay, you understand, you explain to them, you teach them the word, but then you find they go to another person to explain. You know those people who you find they have that one and that one. It's not help that you are looking for. You are trying to justify yourself. You are looking for you know, you are going through things, something to you. You've talked to four different people about it. It's still just in your come out. Maybe the problem you have is that you're a gossiper. You just don't know. Because why are you sharing the same thing with four wise people? And then when we check, when you've talked to this one, we've checked. All of them, they know in the council. They know. Ah, even you, she talks to you, yes. Even you, yes. Huh? In, in other words, I didn't have the wisdom sufficient to help her. Either that, or what Searching but never finding. And even after four them, they still leave the church. Because no one understands what they are going through. They are so hard to advise. They will keep looking for advice like they are a nomad. An advice nomad. For three people. If you are being touched by this word, it's a sign that you are in the right church. This issue is especially with the ladies. And you know, no lady will say at let me gossip. No. They'll say, I just want to share what's on my heart, Mwandi. There's something that's been on my heart. Let me share what's on my heart. You know the Bible, let me, okay, let, let me help you ladies. Can I help you a bit? The Bible says, <laughs> let me teach you the word. The Bible says, blessed is the man who does not walk according to the counsel of the. You've seen a person coming to say, hi, I am so ungodly. Can I hang out with you? Or when they come, they say, oh, so many. In any ungodly, change carry up next up. You are comfortable sitting next to me. <laughs> ungodly. Even when you knew you were about to do something stupid, you didn't say, No, me, I'm stupid. <laughs> it, 
never look down on the dimension of the flesh that desires to justify itself for the stupidity it's about to manifest. It's a work of the flesh. He tried me. No, you are just sarcastic. It's not that he tried you. You are not the first human being alive. Right. So, in the same way, People who gossip won't say, I've come to gossip. Let me gossip. <laughs> you know, in the world, they even call it, they say, I've got tea. <clears throat> You're not exposed. You. I've got some tea. <laughs> so, ladies, every time you just feel like removing it from your chest. <laughs> You just want to share with someone about someone in a certain way, and you can't believe how they could do that. It's not like you're gossiping, you just want to share. <laughs> you're a fool. And all the men said. So if you are going to leave this church, because I shouted that you will leave all these friendships of men, because they all agreed with me. You are not leaving. So. The first dimension of preservation is the word of his power. There are about five dimensions. We'll keep going as we go on. Let's turn to our feet. <laughs> 